What JVology is, it's a community of networking professionals. There are lots of different services or different business models in there and different size of enterprises. Some are bigger, some are smaller. And the mentality behind JVology, which I say, I think is fantastic and it's really helped me launch my new business, is that people are there to help each other out and grow together. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Today, I want to welcome Pascal Dubay. She is the coach to parents with teens. And in this episode, we talk about how she made the pivot from boring executive coach to her real passion as a parent coach to communicating best with their teens. She shares her secrets to her journey from solving childhood parenting dilemmas to her calm and stress-free personality. And... Last but not least, her communication secrets to promoting her brand, and the secret is in the passion with her audience. Please welcome Pascal. Welcome everyone to another episode of Social PR Secrets. Um, if you didn't hear our, our other interview with Pascal Duby, she and I talked about her secrets to parents and coaching parents with teenagers. And in today's episode of Social PR Secrets, we're going to talk about how Pascal got started and being a coach. She started out as a coach with um, executives and transitioned into coaching parents with teenagers. So, hey, Pascal, how are you? I'm super good. How are you? Really good, really good. So that was such an interesting interview talking about coaching parents with teenagers, but let's transition and talk about your how you originally were a coach with executives and transitioned to teenagers and how you're reaching your audience and some of your secrets in marketing. Yeah, okay. Well, wow. I've had a very weird professional life. I started out as a graphic designer for a couple of years, and then I worked in the movie industry here in Quebec for a while. I was doing statistics and it wasn't quite fulfilling. I wanted to be a director. I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to be, you know, the next Steven Spielberg growing up because stories were super important for me. So I went into the movie industry for a while and I saw that the industry, you know, French movies in Quebec, because I come, I'm from Quebec, the industry was kind of going down and I was kind of stressed and I didn't know what to do. So I, I went to, to school, got my MBA and got into coaching. I, I really felt like I could help because um, a little bit of background from my story, my personal story is. I grew up in a family. I'm the third sister. I'm the last one, the youngest one, the only redhead one, of course. And I grew up in a family where communications were always a bit hard between my parents and my parents were fantastic, but between them, it was always a lot of things that were unsaid. And for some reason, my parents had always trouble understanding each other. So I kind of grew up being the mediator in the family trying to make sure that everybody really got what was said and that, you know, interactions were, were running smoothly. And it was kind of my role growing. And when I turned 10 years old, so there goes the teenager. <laughs> when I turned 10 years old, uh, my eldest sister who was 16 at the time, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so, of course, my parent invested a lot of time and energy trying to fight the illness with my sister. But it meant that me and my other sister was 14, we had to kind of help each other grow Figure up. Figure it out, yeah. Yes, exactly. And my other sister is more of an anxious nature. And she saw, you know, her, she basically her parents and 
My eldest sister was kind of a second mother to her, being taken away from her. So it was really a stressful time for her, but I was not an anxious person. So I kind of stepped up, decided that I would be strong for my family. And I kind of coped with my own teenage years by, you know, journaling. I started journaling at 10 years old. I have a stack of journals uh, in my room that basically tells the story of my chronicles of my, my teenage years. And I always loved to help people with their problems. So I started with my friends, with family members, trying to help them navigate their emotional state and try to see the other person's point of view so that it could, you know, navigate this social life. And I was always the person that people went to when they were having trouble, heartache, heartbreak, you know, questions professionally, even in the different companies that I was in. So communications really was my strong suit. And when I decided to go into coaching, I went and, and took a couple of classes here and there to help me with the coaching. I did NLP. I did uh, nonviolent communications for a while. And I, I decided, okay, uh, you know what? I'm going to jump in. And I decided to jump in starting my business as, as a business coach. I started this business after working for a narcissist. It was, to say the least, enlightening. It was a very destructive time, but not necessarily just for me, more for my coworkers, because as I learned, narcissists, they tend to avoid, like the plague, people who are solid, people who they cannot manipulate. And I was lucky enough to be one of, of those people. So the narcissist really avoided me like the plague, but... I was seeing bodies drop, you know, I was the person supporting all the other people in the office that were dropping like flies. And after a while, we kind of quit. We were three to quit at the same time. And I said, okay, you know what, this business world, there are so many places that are toxic that I could help mm -hmm. if I could manage to get in and help people communicate and assess you know, the emotional toll that toxicity takes. And I started coaching business owners, small business owners and, and leaders, entrepreneurs and executives here in Quebec. And uh, my heart wasn't really into it. So I was a bit struggling with the sales for a while. And of course, COVID just knocked everything down. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to continue on that route. So I went through kind of, I would say an identity crisis because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that coaching and communications was something I wanted to pursue, but I didn't know what kind of audience I wanted and what kind of market. And so I went to a writing retreat with Elizabeth Johnston, who's in JVology where we met, who is a JV community. She's a friend of mine. She's also in Montreal. And by doing the retreat, I kind of uncovered all the stories from my teenage years. And I've also worked with teenagers when I was growing up in summer camps. And I loved working with teenagers. I think they're so precious. And of course, I could relate to their, to their struggles because I had gone through them. So I said, you know what? What I really want to do is work with parents and help the teenagers through the parents by providing them with real tools, real tips, coaching them to be better communicators with their teenagers. And in the same way, help teenagers learn good examples of what communication, the power of communications, how important it is to communicate properly and give them those skills and arm them with those skills moving forward. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because 
definitely this generation, we're the first generation, I'm the first generation of parents that are experiencing children that were brought up on digital. So we don't have any historical, like, okay, this is what we're supposed to do. But coming from a communication standpoint, communication between parents and teenagers or parents and children has never been great historically. Like, yeah. like you were giving the example of, you know, your parents kind of didn't know how to talk to each other. And like, I can remember, you know, my, my family, like, oh, don't say anything or don't let the neighbors find out. Or like, it's kind of like, nobody talks about a problem. You know, it, nothing gets resolved. It just gets like, go on to the next year and the next event. And, you know, then other things happen and nobody really talks about things and that's just how it's been. And now it's like fast forward to today. And now we're on information overload and like maybe parents find out about their kids or even a a relative doing something on social media. So like, it's like, they don't have to communicate. They just find things out. And it's now it's just like more (laughs) of a need than ever, but it's not like, this isn't anything new, right? No, actually what's, what's funny is that I was brought up, my, both my parents are historians. And what my father used to say is that history is a pendulum. So human history is a pendulum. You go to extremes and then you come to kind of an equilibrium and then up oh, you drop and you go to other extremes. I think we're at an extreme right now where there was a moment in time where we were at equilibrium, but it started to unfold with technology. And like you said, we are in an information era overload and we really have no idea how to process it. And I think it comes to be able to cut out the noise. And when you learn to listen to the way you're feeling or your emotions, you can cut basically a lot of the crap, but you need time and you need space to be able to do this. And if the world doesn't provide this time and space, you have to make sure that you, you're providing yourself with the time and the space to process it and to make sure that you can say, okay, this is important. This is really not important. And it's another thing. I mean, social media is a, is a way to market your, and marketing is everywhere right now. Marketing, you know, we're talking about social media being uh, a way to uh, an excellent way to reach your audience like or a podcast is an excellent way to reach your audience but i feel like we're also at at a point where people realize that there's a place for authenticity and depth and social media doesn't necessarily provide authenticity and depth the ones that are being more successful right now are the ones that are being more authentic and that are clear about what they're, what they're standing for. So if your kid is over as an overload of information and have a hard time figuring out who they are, because there's too much happening at the same time, you can be a good guide for them because you know them. And the difference between you and them is that you've got the experience that they don't have, but for them to be open, to listen to your experience, requires more work from the parent because you have to be able to cut through the noise and reach your child where they are and it can be hard and challenging hello oh wait is this thing on hi it's lisa Bayer. i just wanted to tell you really quick i'm launching a course called modern pr secrets and i wanted you to be the first to know you can check it out at the buyergroup.com under resources now let's get back to this interview 
What I love about what you're doing is that you're um, actually targeting a, a niche that is un, untapped, you know, like being an executive coach, a professional coach, you know, athletic coach, or, you know, just personal training coach. Like those are like, you know, very popular and it's hard to figure out even like who to pick. But I feel like with parents and being a coach to parents, whether it's teenagers or even middle schoolers, or, you know, you could probably like, there could be, you know, all different types of niches for, for parenting coaches. I mean, I, I honestly haven't really heard of that many parenting coaches until we met at JBology. And I feel like it's like for parents with teenagers or kids, like they're turning to either a therapist, a psychiatrist, maybe, you know, their church or, you know, it's, but there's not really like, I just think it's brilliant to, to, for you to figure out like, this is really a need and this is what you're really good at. And that's part of the, I think that's part of the beauty of like figuring out like you're, you're being your true self, your true authentic self. And that's like really going to serve all of your audience. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, to just to make sure that parents, I mean, it took me a while to get here. So if your if your kid is kind of tackling many things, I, I know that my parents were really worried about my professional life when I was growing up because I was, everything interested me because communications are everywhere. You know, I could do pretty much anywhere, any business, any industry, anything. But I really discovered my mission this year. It took me a while, I'm 41 years old. And like you said, not many coaching for parents. Therapists are doing a great job, but I know that there are also like in overload, not enough therapists to go by for all the needs now that arise. And I always, I always make the disclaimer that I'm not a therapist. Okay. A therapist does not the same thing I do. I really am a communication specialist. That's what I will help you with. And I think that being a parent is hard. But what I would have loved from my parent growing up was for them to get the help that they didn't know they needed, but they needed it. And um, I had to figure out things a lot by myself because my parents, you know, they didn't want anyone to know what was going on. Like you said, you know, you don't talk about those things. And they were raised in a generation that, you know, the father, the father doesn't cry, you know, a man doesn't cry. It's super hard. Imagine the pressure that they were brought up into. And now there are all those resources that are available for you. So you don't feel alone as a parent. So you don't feel like, you know, you're left to your own devices and you are left with your, your anxiety and resources exist. And I would strongly recommend that you find help, whether it's me or anybody else. I know other parenting coaches, they're doing a fantastic job. And nowadays, you know, staying alone in your problems, is, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's always a question of choice. And you can always choose otherwise. Yes, definitely. Let's just um, switch gears and talk about how you're reaching your audience, different ways you're promoting your coaching to parents. I know we, like you said, we met in JBology, which, you know, I, I made a pivot to earlier this year where I decided to say goodbye to all my clients. And I wanted to get into reaching instead of one-to-one, one-to-many, and with my course on Modern PR Secrets, and then also in the future, Digital Detox Secrets. So I had to kind of recreate. So I joined JBology Live in April, and then I did it again a couple of weeks ago, and that's where we met. So JBology, tell us about that, and then tell us what else you're doing to get in front of these types of audiences that really need to know that you exist. Yeah. Yes, so we met at JVLG. What JVLG is, it's a community of networking 
professionals. There are lots of different services or different business models in there and different types of size of enterprises. Some are bigger, some are smaller. And the mentality behind JVology, which I say, I think is fantastic. And it's really helped me launch my, my new business is that people are there to help each other out and grow together. So I was more of a do-it-yourself kind of, of person and, you know, self-made woman. That's how I was raised. But I figured that there must be some other way to do, to do things because being an entrepreneur can be such a lonely journey. And um, like you, I was brought into JVLG through a friend and I found a community of people that were aligned with my values, which is instead of fighting each other for the same pie let's help each other out and grow the pie and I felt like it was groundbreaking I thought okay amazing I can find partners that are not necessarily competitors they can be competitors but they don't have to be but people who serve the same audience I do that can refer me to the people that they're working with and in terms I can refer them clients so it's really a game of referral and trying to help each other out. And people are super helpful. I found a business coach in there, a technology coach in there, and we're really, really growing together. And I, I think lifelong friends in this community. So this is a way to, to really grow your business and grow your, your market because I'm, I'm from Quebec. I used to work in French. And for some reason, when COVID hit, I said, why not? serve an international market, go to the United States, go to English Canada. And JBology really helped broaden, you know, my, my view of the world and of the business world and what I could achieve as an entrepreneur working with parents. So this is where we met. And through JBology, I also found some people that helped me refine my strategy, like you, like you said. So I, uh, I will host a summit in December where uh, we will serve entrepreneur parents and we will give Ooh. them gifts and interviews. And then I found a business partner in uh, Dr. L, Dr. Ali Lankarani in, in JVLG through a friend of mine. And I'm actually giving free classes on his amazing parent network every Wednesday night until uh, the end of October. And, um, it's going fantastically. I've got audiences that come to the, to the class every week that I can talk to. Some of them even got free strategy, strategy call with me, and hopefully they will become clients. I've also started my Facebook page. I will host Facebook Lives with, with partners and friends. I started to write uh, a book for parents on the side, so it's not ready yet, but I've been starting to work on this. And I will start my YouTube channel with, with original content, I think, hopefully in the next year. So lots of things moving, participating uh, in podcasts like yours, Lisa, which is, has been very helpful for me into trying to figure what my message is and really summarize it for an audience. I talk a lot, I know. It's fascinating. But, yeah, so I do that too. And all of this within a couple of months. And it's been going well. And I've learned so much business-wise ever since I started this journey. And I'm, I'm just grateful for all the people I meet, truly. Well, I definitely want to share all the, your Facebook page. I definitely want to, you know, we'll share all these, these links that and events in your lives that you mentioned the summit in December. And 
can you share where, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, if they're interested in maybe, you know, learning more about your coaching for parents and teenagers, where, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my website is uh, parentlead, L-E-A-D, coaching.com. So all in one word, parentleadcoaching.com. Uh, I have a Facebook group with parents. It's growing slowly, but steadily ever since I started it two months ago. It's called Parent Lead Coaching. So like my company. And you can also send me an email if you want to know what programs I'm working on and what kind of uh, services I can offer you. You can send me an email to Pascal, P-A-S-C-A-L-E, at parentleadcoaching.com. Okay, that's awesome. And if you're listening, if you know a parent that should hear um, Pascal's story, and about what she's focusing on, please pass this on. And I think that even though your focus is teenagers, I think that this is important for parents of even middle schoolers or, you know, just to hear what they need to be knowing yes, moving forward. Yeah. And, yes. you know, they can start early. <laughs> they don't have to start when they're teenagers, That's right? True. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Pascal. It's been a complete pleasure having you. And I look forward to continuing our, our relationship business-wise and maybe, you know, doing some joint ventures together. Absolutely, Lisa. I would be delighted. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free. Mm-hmm.